You are listening to an ounce. Season 2, Episode 30, Best Invention Ever. You are listening to an ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Our world is filled with all kinds of things, gadgets and ideas that are ingenious. Ingenious in seeming miraculous things they can do, or their complexity, or sometimes in their simplicity. Have you ever pondered, what's the best invention ever? Have you ever seen some new gadget and thought, that's brilliant, I should have thought of that? I have. So in this episode, I contacted friends and family and asked them, what's the best invention ever? No qualifier, no criteria, no wrong answers. Just right now, when I ask, what's the best invention ever, what do you think of? Got some pretty good answers. The first answer is from a father and a grandfather who is currently working in the medical field. In his late 60s, he's benefiting from living through a bit of history. Here's Chad's reaction to the question. Without a doubt, computers, all that they do for us and have improved our life and given us the uh, Internet for which we can, instead of like as a child going to the library once or twice a month and reading all the books I could, now I, from my own home I can read any, anything about the world, any subject I want. It's absolutely amazing. So that for sure. Computers, you know, the, the whole idea is that you know, we have access to all the information in the world, whether it be right or wrong. We, we still have inf- information there, and we, can, we can't necessarily trust it all. But um, it's just amazing if we do find trusted sources that in our own experience, for example, we, we know that that's a trusted source or has been. You can, it's just amazing how, how you can learn about both sides of a story and, and, uh, and about things that you've always wondered about. Next, we'll hear from Sean, a young mom with four boys under age eight, and another on the way. Her life's experience provides another perspective on the question. I would say I'm going more like useful. I think the most useful invention ever is the minivan. Because as a mother of many children, I uh, cannot get over how useful and wonderful it is to be able to pack up my children at ease and bring them about different places and not have to load them up on horses or, and I feel safe in it and my car doors don't clip other cars and the minivan is my, probably my favorite thing I have. <laughs> Another young mom of two, Melissa, had this to say. You know, I think the disposable diapers was one of the, probably honestly the first thought that came to mind <laughs> for babies. <laughs> Because I can change my baby's diaper as often as needed and not have to wash anything. (laughs) That seems like such a silly answer, though. Silly answer? Well, I think not. If you ever used a cloth diaper, you'd understand. And all those are great answers. But how about a contribution from someone who has been around for over 90 years? Boyd is a sharp, well-spoken man man with a whole lot of wide-ranging experience, serving in World War II to raising a family. Boyd describes himself as a little odd, 
because of his interest in new things and having been able to observe so many things and watch them advance and change during his lifetime. Here's what Boyd had to say. I would say air travel is the most miraculous thing. We flew out of Salt Lake years ago and went clear to uh, Bermuda nonstop, which has got to be, gosh, that's got to be at least 21, 2200 miles and without refilling. Thinking of how I traveled and how I, when I learned how to fly at the age of, what, 13, I think I was, uh, $10 for a half hour of instruction, and that was a lot of money. That was like a wages emphasis for an adult was $8 a day. Flying has been a major change. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then to fly on the first T-47, I think it is, and uh, the biggest jumbo thing that they're not going to build anymore, but like flying a hotel up there. It was unbelievable to see the transitions, you know, and everything. Really neat observations. And he quickly added this. There's another great thing. Second World War, the first antibiotics that were ever out was called sulfa. If a soldier got shot or wounded or something like that, the first thing they did is that Medics carried sulfur, which was a yellowish powder-looking stuff, and they would put it on the wound, bandage it up, and that was the first to stop the infection. Where, and you know, in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, you got shot in the hand or the arm, and you got infection, you died. Well, I can't argue with that answer either. Here's yet another set of answers from two men in their late 20s to 30s. Haas, a father of two, is a soldier. The firearms. I like to shoot them, and they're fun. In many circumstances, it's the tool that's the dividing line between liberty and none. Tim is a single man, having fun and building his life. He quickly offered this idea. I would have to say that I think that one of the coolest inventions, or one of the most beneficial inventions that we've had yet, is the combustible engine. So the internal combustion engine, huh? Yep. Seeing that it opens so many doors to so many other opportunities and things from cars to planes to trains to all the modes of transportation and recreation that we have now. And from yet another Tim, this time a father and grandfather, we get this important insight. Autoacoustic emissions. And autoacoustic emissions uh, equipment tests the hearing of newborns. It's totally non-invasive and is very accurate and is done and, and is completed uh, painlessly by technicians uh, in probably in 30 seconds, maybe a minute at the most, but probably 30 seconds. It identifies hearing loss. Well, w- while they're still young enough that it can be addressed very early, you don't want to wait until a child is three or four or five to find out that they have a hearing loss, a, a profound hearing loss. Let's put that, that they're deaf. The, the, younger, the younger the hearing loss is identified, uh, the sooner therapy can be started and uh, in, in even consideration of a cochlear implant. And that gives children language from the get-go. There's no, de- no delay in the, in the onset of language or speech. Now, that's one I would have never considered, but I've got to agree. That is a pretty awesome idea. Tish, a mom and grandmom you might have heard from before, said this. 
Probably the washer and dryer because the thought of doing washing and drying clothes by hand is just too much. And second would be the refrigerator and the freezer because I don't like to cook, so I like the food to be waiting for me when I'm ready. (laughs) And this one from Joseph, a happy father of a whole bunch of kids under 20. We get this answer, or, well, two answers. I really can't argue with either one of his answers. <laughs> uh, in St. George, uh, what's on my mind today is air conditioning, central air, because my mother just called to say her air conditioner is not working, and so she's literally thinking to come over stay with us. So I would say in St. George right now, that's a good one. Man, coolest invention. Yeah. That's a t- I'd have to thank hard. I mean, certainly the way we can communicate right now, that we, you and I can be on a phone I can talk to someone, my friend in Australia. I would say I would say anything to do with communication is probably what I would see as the most valuable, allowing God's children to communicate across the earth instantly. Even FaceTime is really, to me, probably the best. That's probably the best thing for me. And finally, from Taylor, a book lover and a mother of five children under nine years old, we get this interesting answer. Now, I'm mostly grateful for smartphones because we can access so many different things and do so many different things with them. For entertainment, you can, you know, you can research anything you want to. You can contact people. You can take pictures. And it's pretty incredible. I once saw a picture of like a room full of stuff that now has all been combined into this little phone. So, here's the ounce. The best invention ever? It is definitely a matter of opinion, life's experience, and circumstance. There are a lot of answers, and all of them right. What do you think? How would you answer the question, what is the best invention ever? And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Tune in next week to hear the story of how the United States invaded Britain during the Revolutionary War, and how it didn't go so well. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom, an ounce at a time. Hey, Tish, that that episode was kind of fun, huh? That was great. Do you know what? I want to change my answer. Okay. <laughs> I think the most important invention is probably the toothbrush. The toothbrush. Okay. Or then, or the floss. Uh, huh? Or. Yeah. Okay. For those of you <laughs> Water that pick. might need a little background here. Toothpick. Around our house, she was known as the tooth Nazi. Clacker. And still is. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.